like to share this message about the love of God in our ministries, in our congregations, in our workplaces. It's an important message because so many have got to the place where they're rejected when they're getting into heaven. In Matthew 7.23, and this is where I want to start it from, this is the the centre of this conversation. It says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Now this is Jesus giving us an example, a warning about true faith. These guys had got to heaven and they'd promoted themselves that they'd been able to cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead, all these things. And yet they were told, I never knew you. Depart from me. That could be you or me if we don't truly know the love of God. Now, many don't know the love of God. They, they think they do, and this is the unfortunate part about it. The devil's pretty happy about this because if you can have someone believing that they're moving into heaven and they're sitting in a place of grace, then they could sit in that place of grace all the way into their grave, and that grave is not going to be in heaven. There's many areas where, where it's spoken about that we need to action, we need to be obedient, we need to do things. But many are sitting in comfort zones. And this can be a leader of a ministry, this can be a leader of a business, a family. You know, we're all leaders. We're all leaders and we're all influencers of what's happening around us. And to be able to appropriate the power of God through our lives into others can be blocked. I thought about these two guys that were denied and told to get out and thrown into hell, basically. They weren't going into heaven. I thought about them and I thought, well, did they really think they were getting into heaven? Well, maybe they did. I mean, it, it appears that they were presumptuous that they were getting into heaven. They thought that was a sure thing because of what they did. They were working in the logistical mind, not the spiritual heart. You know, in Mark 11, and I'm not going to speak this verbatim, but you know this scripture where it says we can move mountains and those mountains can be health, it can be finances, it can be anything. We can move mountains. When we talk to that mountain and we tell it to get out and we believe in our hearts, we don't doubt in our hearts. It's our hearts he's talking about here. And when we speak those words and we believe it, we'll see it. If we don't doubt in our hearts, And we're talking about the heart. He's talking about the heart. God knows Jesus in us. Now, if we're to communicate with God through Jesus, we need to be in the love of God. And I'm sure that makes total sense. But logistic love is not the spiritual love. And so many 
are in the logistic love without knowing about it. So how do we get into that love is a very needed question. It's vital right now. I know for me, I didn't really think about this very much. I just thought, yeah, I love Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into heaven. Um, but it takes more than just head knowledge. The devil knows about Jesus. He, he knows very well what's happening. And he's in a rush right now to get as many people away from Jesus as he possibly can. He knows his time is, is getting, getting near. If we look in Mark 3, 34, it says, And looking about at those who sat around him, Jesus said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of God, that's does, that's an action, he is my brother and sister and mother. That's an action. Remember he says that you know faith without works is dead. It's impossible to please God without faith. It's just impossible. And it's impossible to be a brother and a sister of Jesus unless we do the will of God, not just think. In Ephesians 2.10 it says, Those who are born again by faith in Christ will produce, that's, that's an action again, produce good works to the glory of God. In the Bible it talks about who Jesus is. And he says, as he is, so are you as a believer. You are and I am as he is. We have everything that Jesus has and that's wonderful. But are we appropriating it? Are we appropriating it into our congregations with the relationships um, with our people? Are we bringing that in? Are we really um, helping them to be who they truly can be? Well, what was one of the key scriptures for Jesus, it was Philippians 2.3, that he considered others of more value than himself. So when you're considering and when you're thinking about lifting someone else up, encourage them. Encouraging them is a pinnacle of lifting yourself out of the logistical into the spiritual because we're helping, we're lifting them up, we're, we're looking at where they could go and making them to be the best that they can be. That is encouragement, encouragement in Christ ways, in spiritual ways. Our focus goes on to them and that's what Jesus did. He washed the feet of the disciples. He helped. What was he as a leader? Well, first and foremost, the highest aspect of Jesus was being humble. His humbleness is what exalted him. In 1 Peter 5, 6, it says, At the due time you will be exalted if you'll humble yourself under your, the mighty hand of God. You know, how do you do that? Well, you cast away all your cares. So what does that mean? Well, that means the responsibility that you have as a leader needs to be handed over to the Holy Spirit. Sure, do your work, but maybe he said, I don't want you um, as a pastor. I don't want you as a um, whatever position you've been in. I, I want you to go and start doing the administration. I want you to start doing the cleaning of the building. I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to live in a grass hut. You know, I don't want you to run this, this you know, 50,000 person ministry. I, w- I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Are you willing to do that? Are you really humble enough to do that? Now, it's unlikely 
that God will not use the abilities that he's given you or your character or your personality that you have. But in surrendering to him and seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, he will exalt you, he will. Humble yourself under Jesus and God's mighty hand and all these things will be given to you, which means your congregation, your relationships, your health, your finance, all these things will be given as we speak the words of Christ. We live the words of Christ. We have him in our heart because God communicates through Jesus. And if we're not in the love of God in our hearts, how will we communicate with God? How will all the blessings that he's given us be appropriated and flown through if we're not in the love of God? It's not going to work. Let's not be in the I never knew you. Let's be in the welcome, come in, good and faithful servant, loving to see you. This is fantastic. That's where we want to be. And that's where you will be when you humble yourself under his mighty hand and trust in the Holy Spirit to guide you in all your ways. In Proverbs 3, 5, it says, Trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So there's ways and there's a path. So he has a pathway for you. Help the congregation. Help yourself. Help other people to determine who's on the throne of their life. Is it themselves or is it Jesus? Then we help each other. We remind each other. We encourage each other. And we use the Bible and the words of the Bible, the understanding of the Bible, to get us off that throne and put the Holy Spirit there so he can guide you all the way, all the way to prosperity. And remember, Joseph was a prosperous man as he stood on that um, that thing, that, uh, that, that, um, that piece of work where the slave owner was walking around him, looking at him to see if he was fit to be his slave. He was naked, yet God called him a prosperous man. So we are prosperous men and women that seek first the kingdom of God and put the Holy Spirit first and give him the responsibility for running our lives, the lives that he's given us, the abilities that he's given us, the ears that he's given us, the eyes that he's given us, and to stand firm in the knowledge of God and what he says and to look at those areas and and together we'll see the offence come up and we'll look at that and we'll say, that's not of God. We hand that over. We forgive. We forget. You know, we don't get jealous. We don't get comparisons or races happening against other people. We don't, we don't do these things. And as we keep ourselves accountable, we'll see the love of God open doors that you've never seen. I guarantee you that you will see Holy Spirit move in ways that you've never imagined. I know a leader of a revolution in Australia and he was led into that um, revolution and that outpouring without any idea that it was going to happen. He was not a fully experienced or credentialed theologian or you know, even a pastor um, qualification. But God used him because he humbled himself under his mighty hand, engaged the Holy Spirit and did what he said, whatever it was. God will exalt you. 
and he'll supply all your needs. He'll supply all your needs of the congregation and together you will become unified. And that that is what God wants. And then it will spread into other lives as we share Jesus, as we, we, we stay obedient to what he wants. And that will build everyone and everything. He builds ministries. He builds businesses. He builds families. He builds the world. <laughs> he is our king. He is our, our way, our life, our truth. He's everything. And as we surrender to him, we will be opened into ways of helping other people come more into him in a surrendered life without any doubt. Loving Jesus, loving God with full communication, all blessings, able and actuated throughout your life. I guarantee it. The Holy Spirit is a seal in your life. I guarantee it and you will see it. I pray this has brought some encouragement to you. That's what it's meant to do. And if it's brought some conviction, it's good conviction. You know, we may need to move out of some of our comfort zones like I do and step out and share Jesus with someone in the face of them saying, no thanks. I mean, that's that's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> but imagine if they say, yes, please. What's that going to mean for their life? Will God have a smile on his dial? Absolutely. <laughs> and you will too. Bless you.